0: 5, four, three, two, one. Born Digital brings you LaunchBase. us go We have a liftoff. The world of tech startups reimagined. Build and elevate your idea, product, and company as we take you behind the scenes with successful
1: entrepreneurs, investors, and tech professionals. These mentors showed me a map of success. Learn from inspiring stories, business strategies, and marketing techniques that will take your business to the next level. Are you ready? And now your host, John. Rapp. Hadford. So, hi, and welcome to another episode of Launch Base. If you haven't tuned in before, this is a podcast all about tech startups and everything digital product. If you are a startup just starting out on your journey or a corporation looking to be more agile with your product development, we've got you covered. So, on today's podcast, we are delighted to have Ricky Rosenland, founder and CEO of Borrow My Doggy. Uh, as the name suggests, Borrow My Doggy is a digital platform connecting dog owners with dog borrowers for walks, long weekends, or holidays. So Ricky, uh, prior to setting up um, Borrow My Doggy, was Senior Manager of Business Development for American Express before taking the plunge into the world of entrepreneurship and launching her business. Ricky, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, how was my intro? Hopefully, I mean, it was a short intro in terms of your background, because um, I'm going to allow you to elaborate on that, um, but hopefully it's given a snapshot of um, you know what you guys do and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more and tell us about yourself and your journey. <laughs>
0: Yes. i um, happy to. So I am Danish. I am uh-huh. the daughter of entrepreneurs. So I think starting up businesses absolutely runs in the, in the family. And, sure. um, and before born my doggie and becoming an entrepreneur, I did a variety of different things and very different things. So I started out, I did um, a double degree in business and economics at the American University of Paris with a short stint in Mexico. Okay. And then after that, I became a statistician. Um, at the OECD in in Paris um, for for a couple of years. Then I decided that I needed to go and see the world and explore a bit more. So I went backpacking through Central and South America. And at the end of my trip, I stayed in in Panama, in Central America. and I helped set up an automobile company under a big corporation. And then I came back to Europe, took an MBA at INSEAD, and then I moved into financial services, where I was a good, I think, almost seven years, um, where I worked mainly on marketing and business development. Before I jumped into the world of entrepreneurship.
1: Right. Wow. So uh, well traveled uh, Dane, <laughs> who's gone to come to London via Panama and Paris. <laughs>
0: True. True.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And so, um, you, you mentioned you took the plunge into entrepreneurship. Um, you know, what what sparked that? Leaving a, a good career in financial services, and then deciding to was was borrowing my doggy the, the your first move into into that.
0: I had I'd had several years where I really wanted to start something up, and and then one day I borrowed a very cute brown Labrador called Aston. Mm-hmm. and we spent the entire day together. And I just remember thinking, why are people spending so much money on dog walkers or kennels or yeah. leaving their dog home alone when I would love to take care of a dog for free? And I thought it would really benefit everyone. And mm-hmm. dogs would be the biggest winners because they would get more love and attention and walks and the socialization.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And and borrowers, we would get that happy dog time and, and owners would get help with taking care of their dogs plus socializing them. And so I told one of my friends about the idea of a borrow my doggy. And he said to me that 60 to 70% of startup companies go bust. In the first three to four years, right. and ninety percent in the first um, ten years. So he said, uh-huh. before you leave your well-paying corporate job and become a poor entrepreneur, <laughs> make sure that it is not just you who want something like borrow my doggy, but there's actually um other people who are interested in something like that too. So he sent me to the lean startup machine. I'm not should I share a little bit more information of what the lean startup machine or yeah
1: please. Um, so you know, the, this is all yeah. you know, useful information for people. <laughs>
0: Yeah so so the lean startup machine essentially the concept is that you have to test an an idea and um, before you actually build it out and you can test something with very very little resources so mm-hmm. say this is 30 years ago when you want to sell shoes online and you think this is a brilliant idea. Then obviously um, what you could do at the time is you could give up your job, go to Italy, find a shoemaker, come back, set up a distribution location, set up a landing page, integrate payment solutions, you know, start doing marketing campaigns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. If you do all that, you probably spend about a good year of your life and probably most of your savings depending yeah. on your financial status. Yeah. yeah. Um, the alternative way you could do it is you could set up a landing page and run down to a local shoe shop take buy 10 pairs of shoes take pictures of them upload them on the page and then if somebody clicked buy you could just run down to your local shoe shop buy them and then ship mm-hmm. them off send them a PayPal request etc this you could actually test in the space of a weekend so the whole idea is like take something and make it really kind of very very simple and then um, try to launch it with as little resources as possible so that's what we did we built a landing page in 3 to 4 hours and we put up posters around Hampstead Heath and talking about this website. And there was literally just a landing page. And then we had integrated some, some data capture forms. And then the most amazing thing happened, which was that we had 85 people signed up in a space of three days and it was wow. literally it was yeah it was amazing we, it was literally everything from you know an old man in cornwell who just had an operation and he needed help with taking his dog for long walks because he couldn't uh-huh. there was lots of students and young professionals who were missing their their dogs at home so right. hence they just wanted to borrow a dog and then there was a family with a little girl who was begging for a dog but yeah. she was still scared of them and the family <laughs> didn't want to get a good dog to maybe have to give it up yeah. and when i read that i just started crying because I've had a childhood where I've spent it on begging for dogs and clearly I never succeeded in getting one so I just thought oh my god not another little girl without a dog we must help her and then on the back of that I literally started manually matching people so I would go to people's houses I would start around my own neighborhood so I would go to people's houses get to know them have a cup of tea with them and I would match people living next to each other so I remember one of our first matches was somebody who just had a baby and she had a dog and needed help. And then across the street, almost you had somebody with a five-year-old son who was begging for a dog I
1: guess, oh,
0: yeah. and a family yeah, with a five-year-old son. And then, you know, they ended up becoming really good friends and they even ended up doing, you know, babysitting for each other. And just because it's people wow. in the same neighborhood and there's, there's no money between the exchange between the two sides. There's annual subscription fees. So, and then on the back of that at the time, obviously I charged everyone I think one penny um, because it was all about just getting people on. Yeah, you're validating the idea, testing the not con- Yeah, validating, and then on the back of that, it, I, I little by little. I mean, I couldn't go to everyone's houses, so then it turned into like more um, video calls to verify people, and then people, you know, just verifying them via. I, um, electricity bills etc etc and and then um yeah and then it was 55 manual emails for one match It was, it was wow. quite a long work. Yeah. <laughs> assuming people responded to my emails um, and then you know eventually we got some media attention especially from like independent and daily mail and bbc and and then all of a sudden we had thousands of people signed up and then i literally couldn't manually match people anymore so sure. raised a little bit of funding and
1: build out the platform. Build out the platform. That's that's really interesting. So there's quite a few things that I want to dive into in that. The the first, I think, is that once you've you've validated that idea, and and that's awesome, and we we discussed this before the show, but, um, you know, I'm a dog owner myself. And there, there, for me, um, doing it through the platform, you mentioned at the start that you were kind of manually verifying people and there's that, you're building that trust through that, you know, for me going into a platform that I've never heard about, there's, I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a slight, the, the, the barrier there is kind of trusting a random person that you've never met with your dog. How does all of that work? And is that, how have you overcome that?
0: Yes, trust is absolutely essential. So, the way it works, or Border My Doggy works, is people sign up, they create a profile, Mm -hmm. they write a little bit about themselves or or your dog. Oh. and and then from there they go in and search for other members first and foremost based on location and yep. then you look at availability and you look at people's profiles and then when there's somebody you like then you will um you will meet and greet and um, just like you do with a babysitter dog sitter for that matter yeah. so it's all about getting to know people well in your local neighborhood i mean mm-hmm. we have obviously we verify all of our members we we have insurances and vet line and all that stuff but the most important thing it's like anything in life it's like when your kid needs to go and stay over with, you know, another kid yeah. from school, yeah. <laughs> you know that you go and meet the parents. You get to know each other well, and this this is just based on there's no money exchanging hands between the boy and the owner. The board gets that happy dog time, and the owner gets their dog socialized and and gets some extra happy, you know, sure. cuddles and whatnot for for the dogs <laughs> and walks. So so it it's about getting to know people well in your local neighborhood. And we recommend, you know, go to the park and, you know, and go for walks together. Just, um, yeah, sometimes, especially pre-COVID, we recommended people very much to go to people's houses too. But, But it's about your local neighborhood. And what we generally see is people end up becoming very good friends. We have people spending Christmas together. We have, you know, people who are even temporarily have moved in together. We have, it just especially a lot of people just helping each other even during COVID we have the most amazing stories
1: that's a really nice kind of networking happy stories behind that as well so um let's talk about the product itself and and the product development journey there and you mentioned you just touched upon briefly you raised a little bit of funding let's talk about that um and how kind of why you, why you went for funding as opposed to sort of you know, um, what the driver behind that was. Was it to kind of explode growth or you, you just had to, to kind of keep it going? Um, and then what stages of funding you've been through and, you know, what the, the various different paths that you've gone down there?
0: Yeah. So the reason for raising funding was we needed to build out the tech platform yeah. um, because, as I mentioned building it out, m- matching people manually wasn't really quite scalable. Yes,
1: it's viable. So, yeah.
0: and, and developers cost money. So.
1: They do. So would, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> yeah. We do like to get paid for the work that we do. <laughs>
0: so like most other people in life, um, yeah. so, so it was about raising funding in order to be able to actually building out the platform and matching all, all these different members. So. And while I have a corporate background, I've also done a lot of like work to try to make a positive impact. So I'm trained to deliver disaster relief work, you know, aid after earthquakes, tsunamis, et cetera. I've mentioned kids from troubled backgrounds. I've done lots of things. And for oh. me, Borrow My Doggy, it's a way to have a positive impact on people's lives while still sure. set up like a really, you know, cool, interesting tech company. Uh-huh. So, um, and in terms of fundraising, um. It is a lot of work. I remember one of my friends who has raised a lot of funding. So he has a lot of good contacts. And um, I actually was pitching with him at one of the same events, early stages. And he said, fundraising is pretty much a full time job for any person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember um, um, another person I was at, a, it was actually at a Google Campus. We were on the same panel. And her husband had actually exited several companies. And again, she had a very, very Good network. And she said around 95% of all the investors she spoke with um, would reject her, even Mm. though I said she had such a good network around her. So we have gone out and raised funding. And, you know, it is a lot of work. I think people generally say, don't ever believe it will take you less than six months. And in my kind of findings, I I agree with that. It it is a very time intensive process. And the way I went about doing it was literally I reached out to everyone and their mother, like everyone I could mm-hmm. think of um, who might be able to help introduce me to investors. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how the world works. I think the I got access to an investor group and it was actually at, I went to a friend's birthday um, and he works in the tech space too. And at that event, there was it was a Thursday evening late, and I ended up speaking with a guy who who had access into this angel group. And he introduced me the next day, and I ended up pitching that to that angel group. And that's where the majority of my my first funding came from. Wow! So it, it's, it's it's interesting how the world works. But it it's certainly
1: a is. Of- but you've got to put yourself out there, like you said, and you know you clearly did that, and you you put in the hours and hustled extremely hard <laughs> by the sound of things. <laughs>
0: Another investor we we have, um, somebody I had known for a while, I didn't even realize that he was an investor. And then we were in this tech skiing trip together and we sat next to each other in a skiing lift and literally we just spoke all the way up and, wow. and a few days later he said to me he's like actually would you like me to invest
1: right <laughs> and i said
0: yes i because didn't even realize you were an investor
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and so so you, you've done the angel funding you built out the tech platform um when when was that that was a few years ago now right um and so you've you've scaled the business since then i mean you're uh, correct how, yeah, how many people strong have, are you? You've got a team. You've got a proper team now, and you know this is a massive business.
0: Well, we have over one million members, and we have members in ninety nine percent of postcodes in the UK. So the business wow. is in the UK and Ireland. And the way it works is it's a subscription based service. So people who dogs they pay twelve ninety nine per year and mm-hmm. people who own dogs they pay forty four ninety nine per year anyway. and that includes verification insurance and access to a 24-7 bed line that the owner can even use and just call up and ask any questions they have so um so that's the way the, the kind of the business model works
1: it's a, that's actually an amazing business model and cracking value but for compared to paying a dog walker you know once or twice a week um to and to that's walk from the dog. owner's
0: perspective and because yeah. even owning a dog i've read stats that it's could easily be somewhere between 20 and 30,000 pounds cost of having a dog over the lifetime of having a dog plus yeah. a lot of borrowers can't have their own dog because of not having the right space not having sufficient exactly. time so so hence the fact that they actually get to spend time with a dog and you get somebody help taking care of your dog and I said the dogs are really the biggest winners because they, they get more love and attention um, and just walks I remember early days we spoke with one of our members and she, she contacted us and she said I'm a freelancer I can be with my dog all the time she's like but, but signing up to, to borrow my dog it's the best thing I've ever done for my dog. So I called her up and I said, well, why is this? Uh-huh. And she said, well, she said before her dog, Macy was just sitting under her desk being so bored all day. And she said, now when the doorbell rings, my dog is so excited because it thinks it's a new friend, right? So it goes to new places, new smells, plays new games. And she said that she even had summer parties for like her friends and her dog's friends, because now her dogs had the circle of friends too. Wow! So, so there's so much benefit in it for dogs, which is obviously why we've started of plus course. from people perspective. I mean, and even during like COVID, I mean, it, it's, you know, it helps people get exercise, supposedly, um, and it says saves over two billion pounds a year because people who have dogs they get more exercise. There's less, you know, depression, there's less loneliness. So it, it just does dogs do so much good for us and mm-hmm. we do so much good for for them. So it, it just there's just, just a
1: Absolutely it, It's <laughs> the
0: point of the of Poor My Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh,
1: I, I love it. I, yeah, I love the I love the mission as well. It's not just a like it's not just a transactional thing, and that's that's really cool so you mentioned the dreaded word covid um so let's let's talk about that let's talk about you know what's what's changed this past year for you guys you know from like just just from my network of friends and everything like uh I don't know many people who haven't got a dog now through this past year. Um, I guess it's just kind of that, Oh, should will go for a walk? Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, kind of makes sense to have a dog dog to go on a walk with. And the, the price of dogs has gone through the roof, like and just to actually buy a dog. Um, and I, so I guess that might have an impact on, on you guys, where it's like some people maybe can't afford to pay what is now triple the value of what a dog used to be a year ago and, and all that sort of stuff.
0: Well, the aim is that whenever a dog finds a home that it stays with that home for life right yes. and so and and for us what we've always seen and encouraged people to do is if they're thinking about getting a dog then make sure you get the dog that's right for your lifestyle that yeah. you understand the time commitment so we have a lot of members who signed up especially family with kids where the kids are begging for a dog and then they borrow one and it goes one of two ways it goes yes we're so ready to get up early in the morning every day even <coughs> if it rains to go out for walks and then there's the other where the kids saying actually we're okay actually. with just holidays and, and two days a week. We, we don't necessarily want a dog or people realize that maybe they shouldn't have a husky living in a flat in london that there's another dog that that's better suited for their lifestyle so so we always encourage people to if you're thinking about getting a dog you know and you're not 100 sure including of the breed then you know maybe help out with local dog owners first and, and and just to make sure that that you kind of know where you what you are you're getting into in terms of COVID, we've seen like different waves of thinking things happening like a year ago Obviously the first lockdown, we told our members, please stop meeting because, you know, as, as per, you know, the government's advice. Mm. So, and what we ended up seeing was that um, people would, and they delivered medication for each other, they delivered food for each other because there's such strong local communities that's built up with our platform. And even some people, especially elderly people who had to self isolate, like the dogs yeah. would, would move into the borrowers. So the borrower would help take care of them because the owners had to offset shield. Yeah. So on our platform, we've literally seen so many acts of kindness. Like people have just been so, so helpful and kind to each other, which, which has been really, really heartwarming. And um, in terms of, um, of, borrowers, we've seen more people wanting to borrow than usual. That being said, in the moment, we are seeing more owners signing up because obviously I think a lot of people are thinking, whoa, my dog maybe hasn't been socialized as much as I would have liked over the last year, especially Mm -hmm. puppies. And, And we know that there is issues with even dogs who are used to being home alone and, you know, and not having separation anxiety that some of them are starting to suffer from it because as I said, they, they haven't, they've spent a lot of time with their owners over the last year, and this might be about about to change. Sure. So we, we have been impacted by, by COVID, but in different ways and, um, and yeah, whether people are getting a dog now or, you know, have already gotten one. And for us, we really just want to to help as much as we can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. And so, uh, you've—I've heard you mention it a few times where you've actually spoken to to your members, and I think that's really nice. Um, has you know, do you actively, in terms of the product development roadmaps, So, are you speaking to members in terms of figuring out what you know future development of the platform is going to look like? Is that something that's shaped your product?
0: It. It, it has shaped the products since day one. I mean, yeah. the That's fact so cool. that we actually went to our members' houses before we even had a product and really to try to understand how do you trust another person? You know, what are mm. the most important thing on our platform? And what we did ask was, we asked them about, do you want us to sell various things? Or do you want us to, you know, we had lots of different ideas. And they said, well... A lot of all these things we can get other places, but you're quite unique in terms of us being able to get a match from you. So please just help us get matches first and foremost. So yes, we we, we really... Um, value a lot input from our lovely community and we literally we get so much feedback on social media too and daily emails and whatnot so yeah. we have a we have a community even the social media community is so over half a million um people following us and and we have quite high levels of engagement yeah. so we, we, we appreciate so much when people take the time to reach out to us and we also try to reach out to our community just to get feedback
1: yeah, that's awesome. I'm just I'm just sort of relaying it back to the very start of when, you know, you launched with this MVP or as you called it, you know, I think it was a landing page. And I think, you know, I think it's just a, I'm just trying to put out some lessons for other startups who might be listening and, and, and kind of you know validate that idea, put it out there, get some feedback from your potential user groups and then kind of go and build your product and slowly and, and keep getting that feedback loop and, and build it out that way.
0: And there was a lot of things I've learned from day one too. It is that we miss, we have some perceived perceptions or about our community or what they want and very often when, yeah, and very often when you start speaking with them, that's not what they want. Uh And I remember at the the startup weekend I was at, there was actually two guys who had been working um, at a concept, a business idea for a whole year. And literally they spent we had two days at the startup weekend and the first day they went gone out and just spoke with customers. Um, and then they came back the second day and they're like, nobody wants this. And the, the, the problem is very often if you end up yes. and they said, at least we didn't speak, spend another year and more money on this. We just spent one year of our life on it. But but the issue yeah. is very often that if you have a business idea and you you speak with other entrepreneurs about it or your friends and family, we all love encouraging each other. Like very yeah. seldomly when people tell you it's a horrible idea. And even if they do, then actually it might be a very good idea. So, so um, it, it's... I think the whole point of of this sending up a landing page and putting up posters is people that you don't know Is people that, you know, are not trying to make you happy in any way, shape, or form, just like when you interview people, you know, the whole point is you can't stand with a clipboard and ask them questions because then what they will tell you is probably very different from what they will act. If you just
1: right.
0: finding information in, in different ways. So I, I remember I am, I, I went up and I, I was in, I think it was Hampstead Heath. And I asked a dog owner, I was like, oh, how do you go about finding, you know, I'm thinking about getting a puppy. How do you go about finding a, a dog walker? And he said to me, he's like, do you see that person over there? The person has three dogs. I'm like, yes. And he's like, that's probably a pretty good dog walker because there's three people who are trusting that person with, the, yeah. <laughs> with their dogs. And I was like, I was like, huh, that's, an, that's maybe that's how we really, you know, go about doing things. But I'm not sure if I had stood with my clipboard and actually asked him, he, he might have gone about. You know, answering yeah. the question is slightly different. So the whole point is is try to find a way to valid, validate your idea um without necessarily getting validation from your your friends and family. So yeah. and friends and family are gonna tell you what
1: you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. There's a good book by I think it's Rob Fitzpatrick um uh-huh. called The Mom Test, which talks yeah. about this. Yeah. Right.
1: So um there you go, guys, check that out. Uh, the mum test. We'll put that. up I'll put a link in the in the description. So you know, um, it's it's been an awesome chat. I I want to talk about what the what the future looks like and on what the roadmap is for Borrow My Doggy.
0: More happy dogs and more happy people. So it's continuously built out the product based on on our member feedback. And cool. so we know some items that our members are interested in us improving. Um, so we've just relaunched our iOS versions of the mobile app. We have lots of other things in the app development coming and also on, on our general website just to increase engagement with our, our lovely community.
1: Great. I love the fact that you've mentioned community quite a few times. So it's clearly a big part about what you guys do. It's not just a kind of a a matching service. There's a real community behind it.
0: Yes, very much so. And there's so many stories that comes out of it. I mean, it's everything from dogs being Bride mates at the borrower's wedding because the borrower's feel that they are, they're part of their family too wow. we had a we had a 70 year old woman who borrowed a dog and she ended up meeting an 80 year old man and ended up getting married so oh, wow. i mean they said there's just we have so many stories but and, and some of the ones that has touched me the most are around kids where kids have you know struggled with anxiety or yeah. something like that and and how much dogs have actually helped them so i'm I, I think I love our community and, and just, um, and the team is just doing a, a great job and just also helping reaching it's out to everyone and doing what they can to, to build the, the best product we can.
1: And the anxiety things is, is, is really important. Like I think, you know, in my wife's teacher and in her school, they actually, they bring in my dog's been one of the dogs before they bring in dogs for the children to kind of just meet the dogs and say hello to the dogs because it has a kind of calming effects on people actually. So, um, it's really great.
0: Yeah. It's it's amazing when you read studies of, of what pets or dogs do for you. I said it's in terms of exercise, in terms of loneliness, depression, anxiety, just and, and even stress. Yeah. Um so that's in terms of product development, that's another item we're working on in a moment. We're just launching and um, borrow my doggy for work. Cool. So given that there's a lot of businesses where employees they have their screens at home, maybe not everyone you know, does yoga and all that stuff. Some people would <sighs> have to borrow a dog instead and go out exercising. Yeah. And then likewise, there's a lot of people who have gotten dogs and who don't work in a dog for in the office. So uh, via borrow my doggy, they can then find people to help take care of their dogs while they go to work and the do- ensure their dogs are socialized. So we're just starting to sell memberships via companies. Um, yeah, to it for employees as an employee benefit.
1: Brilliant. That's really cool. well, Ricky, it's been fascinating chatting to you. Um, thank you for your time, guys, borrow mydoggy is dot com. Um, check it out if you want to borrow somebody's doggy or if you want someone to walk your doggy for you, um check it out. Thank you for listening
0: to another episode of LaunchBase brought to you by Born Digital, mission complete. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. For more info and to stay connected off the show, visit launchbase.fm.